0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. Today, we are talking about the 70s Oakland Raiders. So backtrack a little bit to what happened in the 60s. In the 60s, the Raiders are a replacement team for the Minnesota Vikings because the Minnesota Vikings switched from the AFL to the NFL, and then the AFL has to find out who their new team is going to be. In comes the Oakland Raiders. The early part of the 60s for them was not great until the visionary Al Davis comes in as head coach. He turns him around. But then in 1966, he leaves to become the AFL commissioner. Well, then not even six months later, he is the merger happens and he goes back to the Oakland Raiders in a football capacity where he is now the brain trust. Well, um, the Raiders under his handpicked successor, John Rausch, uh, later make a run for it. So to speak nine, uh, super bowl two, they play against the green Bay Packers where they lose, uh, uh Super Bowl. And then after that Super Bowl, II, uh the Oakland Raiders are pretty much fodder for the one for teams that eventually do go to the Super Bowl and win. On uh, 68, they lose to the New York Jets who go on to win Super Bowl 3 against the Baltimore Colts. And then in 1969, the year before the AFL NFL merger, they uh, lose to the Kansas City Chiefs, which Kansas City Chiefs go on to win Super Bowl four against the Minnesota Vikings in one of the most dominating Super Bowl performances of all time. Well, at that point. So 1970, uh, the AFL-NFL merger takes place and the Raiders become part of the Western Division of the American Football Conference and the newly merged NFL uh, the first post-merger season saw the Raiders win the AFC West with an 8-4-2 and, four, eight, four and two record and go all the way to the conference championship, where they lose to the Baltimore Colts. The Baltimore Colts end up winning Super Bowl V in a sloppy game played against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, despite another 8-4-2 and two season in 1971, the Raiders failed to win the division or achieve a playoff berth. 1972, uh, with Wayne Valley out of the country for several weeks attending the Olympic Games in Munich, Davis's attorneys drafted a revised partnership agreement that gave him total control over all of the Raiders' operations. McGaugh, a supporter of Davis, signed the agreement under partnership law by a two-to-one vote of the general partners. The new agreement was thus ratified. Valley was furious when he discovered this, and immediately filed suit to have the new agreement overturned, but the court sided with Davis and McGah. That year, the Raiders would see the team achieve a ten three and one record and another division title. In the divisional round of the playoffs, they were beaten by the Pittsburgh Steelers seventeen to th- or thirteen to seven on a play later being known as the Immaculate Reception in Steelers lore or the Immaculate Deception in Oakland Raiders lore. Um, They lose on a play that still to this day no one understands how it happened or how it even came about, but they lose the game. Um. And they, To this day, a lot of Oakland Raiders fans and even s- players from back in that day say that they should have won that game. Um, a lot of fans even claim that had the Raiders won that game, they would have played against the undefeated 72 Miami Dolphins, probably beat them, and probably go and win the Super Bowl against the uh, Washington Redskins. But anyway, back to our story uh, in 1973 the Oakland Raiders reached the had a record of nine four and one They reached the AFC championship but end up losing 27 to 10 to the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins end up going back to the Super Bowl that would be Super Bowl eight and they put a beating on the Minnesota Vikings surprise surprise. In 1974 Oakland has a 12 and 2 regular season which included a 9 game winning streak. They beat the Dolphins in the division around to the playoffs in a seesaw battle which was called the Sea Hands game um, before falling falling to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC Championship. Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers go to Super Bowl IX that year and they shocker here beat the Minnesota Vikings. That game is 16-6, and the Vikings end up losing their third Super Bowl overall. Uh, the playoff game against the Dolphins is known in NFL lore as the Sea of Hands game in which running back Clarence Davis caught a fourth, late fourth-quarter touchdown amid three Miami defenders to win 28-26 and end the Dolphins' chances of a three-peat and a fourth-consecutive Super Bowl appearance. In 1975 season opener, the Raiders beat Miami and ended the Dolphins' 31-game home winning streak with a 11-3 and record. They defeat Cincinnati in the divisional playoff round, but again fall to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the conference championship. The Steelers again end up going to their second straight Super Bowl, Super Bowl X, where they beat the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, 1976, Wayne Valley sells his interest in the team, and Davis, who now owned only 25% of the Raiders, was firmly in charge, or who now owned only 25% of the Raiders, was firmly in charge. The Raiders beat Pittsburgh in a revenge match of the season o- on the season opener and continued to cement their reputation for hard, dirty play by knocking wide receiver Lynn Swan out for two weeks in a helmet-to-helmet collision. Al Davis later tried to sue Steelers head coach Chuck Knoll for libel after the latter called safety George Atkinson a criminal for the hit. The Raiders won thirteen regular season games and a close victory over New England the only team to beat them in the regular season. In the first round of the playoffs, they beat the New England Patriots. Uh, They then knock out the injury-plagued Steelers in the AFC Championship to go to Super Bowl XI, where their opponent, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Both the Raiders and Vikings go into this game as losers of Super Bowls. Um, Minnesota did not want to be the first team to lose four Super Bowls. Um, the Raiders end up turning this into a quagmire for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Raiders end up leading 16 to nothing at halftime. By the end, uh, they would, the Raiders would win 32 to 14, bringing the Vikings Super Bowl total to zero wins and, uh, four losses um the raiders end up winning it and they are the kings of the hill um the following season the raiders finished 11 and 3 but lose the division title to 12 and 2 denver they settled for a wild card playoff berth beating the colts 37 to 31 in two overtime periods but then falling to the broncos 20 to 17 in the afc championship uh during a 1978 preseason game, Patriots wide receiver Daryl Stingley was tragically injured by a hit from Raiders free safety Jack Tatum, also known as the Assassin, and was left paralyzed for life. Although the Raiders achieved a winning record at 9-7, and seven, they failed to qualify the playoffs. Um... After 10 consecutive winning seasons and one Super Bowl championship, John Madden left the Oakland Raiders and coaching in 1979 to pursue a career as a football, television football commentator. His replacement was former Raiders quarterback Tom Flores, the first Hispanic head coach in NFL history. Flores led the Raiders to another 9-7 season, but not the playoffs. Um... So the Raiders in the 70s are much that hard-hitting, um, some may call it dirty play, but um, they are led by a cast of really good players. Um, quarterback Ken Snake Stabler, uh, Fred Bolitnikoff, Cliff Branch. Um, they have the amazing offensive line led by Gene Upshaw and Art um, you know, and their defense just cannot, you know, you, you couldn't really win against them. Pittsburgh had some luck with them. Um, Miami, same thing. But ultimately, the Raiders do end up winning a Super Bowl. And that is that for the 70s uh they do play in a lot of playoff games losing quite a few of them uh john madden who uh kind of molded the team ultimately said of them that hey you know if they're dirty what do you say about other teams like pittsburgh and miami and kansas city so it's up to you the fans to draw your conclusion on if Oakland was dirty or not, I think it was just hard hitting football. And, you know, it comes to a close that, um, the eighties is a much different time for the Raiders. And we'll talk about that next time. But for now, I hope everyone enjoyed this. Um, I know it's not a very long episode. I try and get through these episodes in a certain amount of time. So that it's not boring. But uh, thank you all for the 107 downloads on the podcast. Could never imagine that would have happened. I know a lot of people are probably like, okay, Stephen, we hear this all the time, but I am forever thankful for my fans and for the people that listen to this podcast. And I just want you to know that, you know, be safe, be humble, be creative. That's the three things I, you know, follow in my life with doing this podcast is that you know no matter how big I get let's say tomorrow I wake up and I have a thousand downloads on this podcast I'm always going to be humble I'm always going to thank the people and my fans and my circle who got me to this point I couldn't have done it without them. I couldn't have done it without my fiancé. Couldn't have done it without my best friend, Brian Nelson, my fiancé, Alyssa Thamer, my family, my dad, Brian Jarvis, my mom, Susan, uh, my brother, Keith. Uh, I couldn't have found Buzzsprout without the help of, and my coach, um, Mike, Mike Nelson. I, I just, to have so much great supporting cast is just amazing, you know, and, Hopefully we can keep it up. I know we can. And as long as you guys, my fans, keep downloading, keep listening, keep putting up with my zany commentary. I know Alyssa isn't here to do episodes like she used to, but you know what? Hey, that's okay. But like I said, thank you all for the support. Keep it up. Don't give up on me. I won't give up on you. Um, and, you know, if you want to use my motto, just remember, be kind, be safe, be humble, be creative. The four B's. Um, and you'll never go wrong in life, all right? So thank you so very much. This is the 70s decade of the Oakland Raiders. Next week, we will talk about the 80s. Thank you all for listening. I'm Stephen Jarvis the head host of Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. And I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you and goodbye.